Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Hello to my fitness fam and welcome to this week's episode of the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Webster, Ideas Editor-in-Chief and your regular host for the podcast. Today on the mic, we are once again lucky to have the multi-talented Kia Williams, the 2022 Idea Fitness Instructor of the Year, as our guest host for the podcast. Kia is talking with Chris Stevenson and Steven Trotter, two big picture thinkers and leaders in our industry. They have a new book coming out that provides a step-by-step roadmap on how to launch, operate, and be a successful fitness business owner. And we're going to get some good preview notes on the book straight from the creators. Chris Stevenson is the founder of The Empower Group, a full-service consulting firm with services ranging from individual coaching, staff training, workshops, full facility management, and more. He is an international speaker who regularly presents for IDEA, URSA, athletic business, club industry, and many other fitness and business events. In addition, he is on the URSA Board of Directors and the IDEA Club and Studio Owners Committee. Stephen Trotter has 20 years of fitness and wellness experience and was a finalist for the 2017 IDEA Health and Fitness Program Director of the Year Award. With a master's degree in health and physical education from Virginia Tech, he is a thought leader, consultant, writer, adjunct faculty member, and principal for Globetrotter Wellness Solutions. He also serves as the Director of Wellbeing at East Carolina University and chairs the Wellbeing Collective, a university-wide advocacy team for which he strategically leads well-being initiatives at all ECU campuses. I hope their conversation will inspire you about the possibilities of commanding your worth as a fitness pro and making your career a joyous and successful journey. Without further ado, let's get to it with Kia, Chris, and Steven. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Idea Fit Pro Show. My name is Kia Williams and I am your guest host. On this episode, we have two industry very important people with us. I'm talking Stephen Trotter and also Chris Stevenson. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Here. Well, our, our viewers and our listeners are so wildly excited to get to have a conversation with you all, to listen to your wisdom and knowledge. I mean, you came highly requested in the industry. So thank you for gracing us with your presence. But Stephen, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your wildly successful and inspiring fitness journey. Yeah, um, my journey actually started in high school. I, I lost about 130 pounds between my sophomore and senior year of high school. So um, I went from really one extreme and then took it too far to the other with some disordered eating patterns, exercise addictions. Um, but what I found in this is actually my true calling. I had intentions of going to school for pharmacy and realized very quickly that pharmacy school was not for me and I was not for pharmacy. So I started actually as a group fitness instructor as a senior in high school. I was teaching spin classes at my local gym and health club. And then when I got to college, realized that I could make a career out of this. I uh, got an undergrad degree in exercise science and actually was training um, 
clients, group, teaching group fitness and got into management my probably second year, third year of college and um, decided that I liked the higher ed and the university route. And so I worked at a few different colleges, got my master's at Virginia Tech and worked there for seven years. Um, and I was doing consulting on the side, started a con- full-time consulting business in 2017. And I've taught in academic classrooms since 2008. So I've had a weavy path throughout. So currently I do have three full-time jobs. I work as the director of well-being for East Carolina University. Um, I own and run as the principal consultant for Globetrotter Wellness Solutions. And I'm an adjunct faculty in um, health and fitness sciences at Coastal Carolina Community College. Well, stay busy, Stephen. Chris, <laughs> Chris, please, please tell us more about your story, your career journey as well. So I had a little bit of a different start. I was a competitive martial artist by uh, by trade. I ran a martial arts studio and uh, ended up moving to California from Cleveland. And I taught martial arts at a gym. And as you know, there's only so many martial art classes you can teach. So I went to the general manager at the time and said, I need to make more money. And he said, train people. And I'm 21, dumb, naive. And I said, sure, how? And he goes, well, you're fit. Whatever you do to yourself, do to everyone else. So I'm like, you got it. So I started to train clients and they did the Chris Stevenson 21-year-old male workout, which was like 17 chest exercises, uh, some crunches, calves, and biceps. And um, believe it or not, that general manager didn't make it. He ended up getting fired. And that was some of the worst advice he could have ever given because I was the world's worst personal trainer. I had no clue what I was doing. I was doing my workout with everyone. So I went through NASM and got certified and I was horrified with myself. I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to ask people their goals and their medical history and um, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, so it was kind of an interesting experience and that enlightened me. So from there, I worked in several different facilities, teaching group exercise, similar to Stephen, uh, and personal training as well. So I did corporate facilities, commercial facilities, private facilities. Uh, and then uh, from there, went on to open up my own facilities over 20 years, owned and operated a couple of facilities. So as smaller facilities, you wear kind of every hat from, you know, marketing to sales to still teaching some classes and all of that. Uh, from there evolved in the opportunity to speak literally similar to Stephen all over the world uh, and present. And people ask, is that challenging? I said, well, sort of. I mean, you have to have a personality and be able to speak. But I said, really, I just get up there and say, here's some stuff you should do because it worked. Here's some stuff I did that totally bombed. So don't do that. So really just sharing your best practices and experiences. And uh, similar to Stephen, I have a uh, a full-time consulting firm called the Empower Group, where we do everything from workshops, training, individual coaching, facility management, and sort of everything in between. Well, that's wonderful to hear. And thank goodness for growth, right? Because yes. look at where you are now and being a consultant is thank goodness for growth. You can expand upon that for individuals who may be new to the industry and trying things the way that you did. And it's a cautionary tale about our crashes and burns, right? Yes. But we have you both featured here together for a very specific reason. Uh, Chris, Chris Stevens, tell me, how did your and Stevens paths cross? How did your journeys come together? Well, after getting to know each other, um, we found that there were so many similarities in what we did before we even knew each other. So it's been an interesting thing where kind of like West Coast and East Coast versions of each other. Um, but, you know, just being on the speaking circuit and going to events and hearing each other present and uh, building a relationship over a couple beers and, uh, you know, from there, just got to know each other. And I think at, at core, we share just a lot of the same sort of mission, vision values, the way we approach things, um, the way we deal, you know, with people that we work with. So there's just these uncanny similarities that led to just a very cool partnership. 
Amazing. Stephen Trotter, tell me about how networking, you've talked about this before, we've had you on our shows before, but you talked about the power of networking. So how did that work in your favor to develop this amazing partnership that you have with Chris Stephen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the things that I think back to the first time we were both Chris and I were at the same conference, we were actually speaking at the same time. It was an AB show <laughs> and leading up to it, you know, we had kind of like seen each other on social media and, and with the network, it's always helpful for you when you have an opportunity to bring two people together, just bring someone into a group and say, Hey, this is so-and-so and doing that personal invitation. We would do that in our facilities and that's how we create relationships and that's how we do it in the, the network. And really before we first met in person, I had people telling me, they're like, there's this guy, Chris Stevenson, like you have to meet him. You are like doppelgangers of each other. You're both like loud personalities and all over, you know, you're just like, you're, you've got, everyone kept saying you have to meet him. And so we had kind of met in passing a couple of times. And then we were able to really connect and we were able to do some webinars together throughout COVID. And then um, the relationship has just really grown and it's always, you know, supportive of each other. But it goes back to you never know who, you know, who, what possibilities can come from. So taking the opportunity to introduce people to each other and just even when it's challenging or maybe uncomfortable, just going up to someone and saying, hello, I really appreciate this or my name's so-and-so and that initial conversation can go a long way. Right. And you're both so dynamic with with your leadership, with your entertainment as well and all that you give to the industry. And you say doppelganger. Uh, I won't say you look alike, but I mean, for those of us who get tongue tied, you go Chris Stevenson, Stephen Trotter. I mean, somebody's got it. Somebody's. Somebody's got to take a different last name or a different first name. No, you don't. You're beautiful. You're made perfectly. Do your thing. But tell us a little bit more. Chris, why don't you take this one for me? Please share with us about your combined contributions to the fitness industry. What are you two up to? Uh, you know, obviously, the thing that I'll focus on is this book that we're currently writing, uh, which is an incredible experience. Um but just, you know, again, as Stephen said, uh, the first time we were at the same event, we were speaking at the same time and we were both mad because here we are and similar topics as well. So we're like, we might as well have done this together. So this book has given us the opportunity to do that. But, um, you know, we both love the industry and it, you know, I think the thing with this book that we're working on together is so many people get into our industry with these great intentions, which are awesome, right? We want to help people change lives, uh, allow people to take care, control of their health and their wellness. Uh, and then they want to, you know, they want to do that as individuals and then do it for other people as well. But it's hard because that's the whole business side of it, right? So between uh, the experience that we both have to be able to can both contribute to this, basically what's going to be a manual from beginning to end on how you launch and operate successfully a fitness business, we're hoping to provide the industry with a tool that allows people that have the desire and the passion to help people to really make a solid career out of it. Because I think that's one of the issues is, uh, you know, for example, uh, and I know Steven's presented on this as well, but I'll present on sales uh, for personal trainers and nobody becomes a personal trainer because they're like, you know what? I cannot wait to sell packages to people. That is the best part of my day. No, they almost see sales as a bad word, right? But that is an essential part. That's the business aspects in order to be successful. And then to operate your business, understand the financials, uh, make sure that you're profitable because those things are all important. So, uh, you know, from the speaking that we both do to the consulting and companies that we work with, uh, all of those combined and with this book, we're hoping just to really help great fitness professionals succeed on the business side of it. 
Right on. And Stephen Trotter, about this launch of a very important book, Emmanuel, because these are questions that all of us as industry leaders and professionals get on a regular basis. Launching a successful business, define or quantify the word success. How I always start the question out, you know, when I'm doing consulting work, I always introduce the question as what would it look like if you were wildly successful? And that's kind of how I frame everything. And really, you know, success means something different to each person. And so that's where I kind of think of it as like as an individual, as a student who may be taking this class in their college, like what does it look like for them to be wildly successful? I've actually taught, um, you know, fitness facility management for now five years in the academic classroom. And I think back to five years ago, where the capstone project that the students do, they actually, you know, build a fitness facility. They write a business plan for it. They actually create a 3D model or a floor plan of what they would want their fitness facility to be like. And, you know, probably two years after that, I started adding more of it as fitness entrepreneurship and not everyone wants a brick and mortar. Not everyone wants to be tied to a location where they can't travel and be, you know, open to new possibilities. So I started giving students the option to do it as like a, they could run an online business too. So that's kind of how it's really framed. And I took, you know, from the, my expertise in the academic classroom and in the college world and working with clients and bringing it together as it's each person's definition of success is going to be different. And whether you're completing your associate degree, stepping into a general manager role, or you, you know, or just embarking on a new journey, we wanted to kind of create it as a as a toolkit from start to finish of what's it like to manage fitness facilities. Very good. And Chris, what exactly you were on to this, but if you could just expand a little bit more, what was a strong need that you were hearing from the industry, maybe even from students, as Stephen mentioned, he's he's teaching. What was a strong need that drove you both to combine your talents and your expertise to write this specific book? Well, yeah, I think back to before, you know, the, just the overarching need for great technical fitness professionals, the great trainers, group exercise instructors that want to open businesses and studios to, as Stephen said, give them the, give them the roadmap, give them exactly the step-by-step process on how to do this. Uh, as far as specifics, though, I think one thing that, uh, fitness professionals sometimes fall short on is the financial management of their businesses. They don't realize, first of all, to all everybody listening right now, please value yourself. Like we're that one industry where we'll pro- provide the best hour and a half intro session where we give people all these tools and then we're afraid to say, um, and if you want to train, I could show you some pride. No, you guys are professionals and all people are doing is giving you money and you're changing their lives dramatically. So never forget that. And please, please, there's no nobility and undervaluing yourself. Know what you're worth. And that that's really important. Um, but yeah, the financial management, right? Um, I know when I opened my first club, uh, I basically bought myself a job. You know, I had I had a pro forma. It wasn't very good uh, in retrospect. I kept it, by the way, and I will show that someday just because uh, it's very comical. But, you know, I bought myself a job. I was doing all the training to keep the lights on and the doors open. Uh, Cause it was harder. I didn't know how to really recruit a good staff. I didn't really know how to market and sell other trainers. So I learned that the hard way. Right. So really understanding your financials is huge. And then um, once you have facilities right now, finding talent and retaining talent is, is probably the biggest pain point in our industry right now in any industry. Right. I mean, it, it, that's, I would say that's one of the biggest challenges and both of those are addressed heavily in the book. Right. Holding on to good, valuable talent. I mean, they'll remain loyal to you if you show that you're loyal to them and their development as well. 
but you mentioned a road a road map. And I just heard a quote recently, maybe listening to another podcast as well, is that we can't predict the future, but we can dream it or fantasize it. So as mentors who are writing this very valuable book to create or give roadmaps, probably more so specific based off of trial and error, what we've seen in the industry taking place, how are you, and I know we can't get all the, the details, all the secret sauce to your book, but Stephen Trotter, how are you um, encouraging people to find who they are, how they define success so that they can dream their own future as opposed to com- putting themselves into boxes saying, well, this valuable book says I have to do A, B, C, D in this order in order to be successful. How are you empowering people to define their own success and to create their own dream or to dream up their own future? Yeah, I think of it as like, you know, a guide along the way to your journey and two things that that when I come from the mentor, the the teacher, the professor kind of standpoint or anything from the speaker, the consultant is we have to remember that if we go 100, they go 50. If we go 50, they go 25. And I think that's one of the reasons that I probably am the way I am, that I'm over the top and I'm a little outlandish and a little out there, because if I go a little further, that may allow somebody else who's worried about stepping into who they are and what they actually want to be to be able to step a foot forward. And so, you know, when we think about facilitators and in, in just all in general, a lot of us have this trait that we're we're willing to go 200 just to get somebody else to go 100 towards us. And also the other example, and because I am on the the East Coast and, you know, teaching classes on the East Coast, I'll even say, and I use this example in every academic class that I teach is, is we can set a goal that our, we're going to, we're going to meet in San Diego in two weeks. And we're, you know, we're putting the date on the calendar. We're all going to meet in San Diego in two weeks and how people get there are going to be different because it's going to be based on their own values and goals. Some people might road trip the Northern route. Some people might road trip the Southern route. Some people might fly to San Diego and wait for two weeks and chill there. And everyone's milestones along the way are going to be different. You may spend more time in different cities. And I bring that up that like, you know, we have this goal or we have this thing that we're going to do, but our journey looks different for all of us based on what's important to us. And those are two key pieces that I've really uh, try to practice over and over again in my own life and teaching others that, you know, you throw the rope across the river, the, the rope doesn't lie in a flat line. It moves with the water. Absolutely. And Chris, you mentioned it earlier, or you reminded me that both you and Stephen are on different coasts, on different Mm -hmm. ends of this country. So that can only explore or open you up to different opportunities because you're serving different demographics just by being in different places in the world or in the country, rather. How do you see it? How are you utilizing that to support the information that you are putting or contributing to this book to say, only you can scale your success, but these are tools that can help you maybe mm-hmm. not make the errors that many of us have made in the industry or to find your direct path. Well, I'll, I'll kind of answer this twofold. First, um, to kind of go um, with what Stephen was saying about you know goals, your success is defined by your vision, mission, and values. And you need to take the time to develop those as a business, as your organization, and as a person. So sometimes, uh, you know, people start a business and they're like, oh, I got to make this up uh, to make people happy through exercise. They don't really put the thought behind it. 
But when you take the time and there's all a bunch of exercises, like we've done this with consulting clients where we'll take you through an exercise to help you develop the mission, vision values. Uh, when they're real, they get you out of bed in the morning, they drive you, you know, when you accomplish it, you're happy and you're fulfilled. They help you make decisions. So I always recommend you do that, you know, for your organization and also as an individual, what is the most important stuff to you as an individual? How do you want to be perceived? What would make you a successful partner, spouse, parent, whatever that is. So going through that will really help guide you on that path to success. And then as far as, you know, one thing that's really cool about Stephen and I working together on this is we do, although we're in the same industry, I'm more on the commercial side and he's done more on the academic side. So we fill each other's gaps where there might be things that we don't know. I know um, as we were outlining the book, there were chapters as we're going through, I'm like, yeah, that's your chapter. Mm -hmm. You're going to be writing that one because I have no clue. Uh, so it's just, it's, uh, and again, through our own successes and failures throughout the years, it just really is the sort of the yin yang of knowledge where almost all the gaps are filled. So um, it's going to be a pretty complete roadmap. But to your point, you know, to some people it can be like a buffet. I'm going to take what I like and leave what I don't. And some of this will be very applicable and helpful. Maybe other chapters, not as much, but it definitely will cover everything. And that's essential. And I love having partners, partnerships, or even communities around me who I can tap in or tag in of, uh, this is your chapter that you, you take <laughs> disregard. But in the, in the industry, like the fitness industry, that's crucial. Would you agree or disagree, Stephen Trotter, that it's important to have uh, or to align yourself with valuable, brilliant minds who fill in the gap because we all come with blind spots. That's, that's a word by definition, um, not to be offensive in any way, but we all have our blind spots in which we can't be everything to everyone. And why should we want to be? That's unfair to ourselves, especially in our careers. But again, to the point of aligning with valuable, brilliant, diverse experiences in minds. How important is that to you, Stephen Trotter? I mean, that's at my core. And when we think about the core values and one of the things, and I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach, so I do a lot of work around strengths and uh, talent and employee engagement. And I think one of the most important things that I try to tell every person that I come in contact with is for one, a lot of us have been taught and by me just taught from whether it's media or from the world that you need to be well-rounded. And that is absolutely not what you should be. Like you should think about your strengths as the points of a star and you should do more things in your life in person and in work that make those points sharper. And you find other people where their points of their star align with where your crevices and your star is. Because if you do, if you just round off those edges, you, I, you know, when I teach a class, I'm like, Oh, you become a ball and you just roll off into an abyss to be forgotten. <laughs> but it's true. It's like, you know, do what you do well and what you enjoy. And, you know, when we're thinking about this partnership, like, you know, with both of us being a co-authors, we still have a slew of contributors that are writing case studies and graphs and charts because, you know, both of us, we're, we have the opportunity where we've been able to kind of create consulting groups and go out and do things. But still at the end of the day, the two of us, don't know everything. And, you know, we're, but what we do know is relationships and we're the, we have those uh, gaps and those blind spots and those deficits, we help fill each other, but also we pull from our communities and what's valuable to our communities to be able to add that value to it. And this is a, a you know, evolving pro project. That's how textbooks are. They have additions and they continue to evolve. Kia, yeah. by the way, just to, to add on to that really quickly, we've all heard the term, never be the smartest person in the room. Oh, never. Well, I, no, no, I disagree. Never be the most <laughs> knowledgeable person in the room. 
Because okay. if you have a room full of people that are more knowledgeable than you in certain areas, you are the smartest person in the room. Because to Stephen's point, you realize where those gaps are and you found the people that fill them perfectly. So I always tell people, I'm like, no, no, be the smartest in the room. Just don't be the most knowledgeable. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I was just mentoring a group that I'm aligned with in the fitness industry. And I, I brought up that point. So maybe yeah. I'll re- remix that, <laughs> that saying as well. But I say, instead, I say, you don't have to be right. smartest in the room and you don't have to get the last word either. Come on, somebody. Am I, can I get a witness? But, but to the point that Stephen, the many points that you've made, Stephen, but about You don't have to be good at everything. Something else that I think is important for for all of us who want to be movers and shapers in the fitness industry is that you've got to know, Chris Stevens, you said this, your own mission values and, and what those mean to you and how you will align yourself with partners or even other organizations. Because oftentimes when I'm mentoring, I'm hearing people say, well, such and such said I'm good at this. So I should do it. And my question back to you is, does your ego really need that? That bad? (laughs) Because just because you're good at it doesn't mean you have to do it. How about you do what drives you, what lights your fire? Yeah. Because I think there will be more longevity and sustainability in that as opposed to doing it because someone else wants you to, or someone else says that you're good at it. What's your take on that, Stephen Trotter? Yeah. When, you know, when you think about that, I I think about what brings you passion, what brings you purpose, and you can be good at something, but you don't necessarily enjoy it. And, you know, if we can fill our days with, you know, if we find a career, if we find a calling or find a job, whatever it is that we're spending 60 to 80% of the time doing what we do well, and we actually enjoy, then we've kind of made it in that, in that aspect of it. And the other piece is, you know, we can teach knowledge, we can teach skill. I mean, it, there are factual knowledge or experiential knowledge, there are skills. And we talk a lot about this from the hiring standpoint and engagement standpoint, but you don't hire for knowledge and skills. You can teach knowledge and skills. What you can't do is you can't teach talent. And, you know, even though that some people are like, I probably met some people in my life that they did not get the talent when it was handed out. But at the end of the day, <laughs> like, Everyone has talent. You're born with talent and you can take somebody with a talent and teach them anything. Well, Chris Stevens, you opened this conversation with uh, you didn't recognize your own talent and you had to develop <laughs> develop in that regard. So what would you say in, in response to what Stephen Trotter just said about everyone's born with talent? You kind of just got to tap into it and, and recognize it, essentially. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. And it the, the, everything we've talked about just goes into it. You, you cannot be everything. That's the, what is it? A, a jack of all trades, master of none. Right. So, and what, what Steven talked about, like the Gallup strength finders, he, he does this like data driven analysis on here's what you're good at, exploit that and fill the gaps, your weaknesses. And it's weird because it's kind of a badge of honor, I think to a lot of fitness professionals that, okay, I, I'm not going to ask anyone for help. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to wear all the different hats. I'm going to do it all myself. And that's, that's just never a good way to be successful. You risk burning out, not do not uh, doing the best job you can do. And what's interesting is uh, I worked with a gentleman named Dr. Robert Maurer when I did executive wellness and he wrote a book called Mastering Fear. And he said, we all have fear and it stems from three places. We feel like there's only three reasons for fear. The unknown, we're not worthy or good enough or something's out of our control. So those three points, he said, if you look at anything that worries you or gives you anxiety or troubles you, and so the people unfortunately react to that, trying to handle it their own ways by going, okay, I'm just going to either be tough or I'm going to rely on alcohol or 
I'm going to disengage, or there's all these bad reasons. And he said, the number one solution is asking other people for help and support. So I think, you know, tying into that, yes, do what you're great, do what you enjoy. Also understand when you have a job, you are not going to enjoy every single aspect of it. So make sure you're enjoying a majority of what you do, but there are going to be moments you're like, I have to do this. I hate this part of my job, but it's so know that nothing's ever perfect, but then find those people that fill the gaps, your weaknesses and help you better use your talent to make a difference. Absolutely. So Stephen Trotter, any final words about expected outcomes from reading this book? Because we all can't wait to get our hands on it. So hurry up and write more, more, fast, 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 please. But what are expected outcomes of the education and material that you two are putting together for us? Yeah, I think with the expected outcomes is to really think of things in like a bucket and a journey. Um, You know, so whether it can be applied to somebody stepping into a management role, somebody who's perhaps starting their own business or an existing manager who wants to upskill their their strengths and talents for that. And I think the expected outcomes would be kind of like it's in a for lack of better words, a chronological order. And, mm-hmm. you know, from someone who's taught the class for five years, I've kind of picked the best and the best as I've taught the class and used different textbooks and so forth. And really think about it from that chronological order of, of somebody could even possibly write a business plan out of it. And then I think one of the other things is, you know, for the uh, folks in the college world and the academic setting who are actually going to be teaching this or teach this currently as an academic class and will be implementing the book is the educational materials that will go along with it and the actual ancillary materials provided with slide decks, chapter quizzes, facilitator guides, um, practice exams, uh, because, you know, as a, you know, as a faculty member, I know that when we adopt new textbooks, um, it's sometimes you don't get everything that you want to get from the startup. And so we put a lot of thought and effort into taking the mindset of whether you're the faculty member teaching this class, or you are an individual who is opting in to buy it to upskill yourself or for your team, uh, that we want to make all the materials accessible uh, and inclusive to our audiences. Very good. Amazingly good stuff. And Chris Stevenson, if you want to add on to that, you certainly may, but life goes on things happen. Lots of things happen. We all grow and learn from our our mistakes and our challenges. But what next? After we get our hands on this book, we learn the outcomes, then what? Well, I think it's one of those things uh, a good friend of mine, Luke Carlson, always says every time he presents, he's a great speaker, he presents and he says, knowledge is uh, useless, action is paramount, right? So, you know, that that would be the challenge is, yes, read the book, go through it, and then take action. So it's funny, even when I, uh, a lot of times when I present, I will bake sort of areas in there where I'll say, okay, stop. We just covered this material. I want you to do two things. One, create big project plans where you're going to do big things, but also create little action items that you know will make a difference that don't take a lot of time, money, or resources, but it's just the best practice. If I do this at my facility, you know, the minute I get back there, it's going to make a difference. So the key is just to take action. And the book is going to be written in a very actionable way. As Stephen described, it is full of everything you need to be successful. So the point is, don't just think about it. Don't just someday, maybe someday I'll no take action now. That's the key. Take action. Very good. So Stephen Trotter, how do we stay in touch with you so that we can continue along this journey of learning with you, learning from you and just getting more information about the book? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can follow on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Globetrotter Wellness uh, is the handles for both of those. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Stephen A. Trotter. Uh, you can visit globetrotterwellness.com um, and learn more about uh, me and what Globetrotter Wellness does. And then also um, I write pretty regularly for Campus Rec Magazine as a, a contributing author and blogger. Uh, so you can check out campusrecmagazine.com and see some of the latest articles that I've written there. Awesome. And Chris Stevenson, how do we stay or remain in contact with you? So on uh, me personally, it's just Chris Stevenson. I think Instagram is the Chris Stevenson because there was already apparently a Chris Stevenson. Um, And then business wise, it's the Empower Group. So on LinkedIn, Facebook, as well as Instagram. Um, and I, and, uh, stevensonempowers.com is the website, right? Uh, similar to Steven, I write for the athletic business journal. So you can catch my column there almost monthly. And, uh, again, just practical, helpful tips to in all kinds of areas to help you run your business. And then, uh, come to events like idea and athletic business and Absolutely. meet us in, meet us in person. That's ex- exactly right. And we appreciate you both so very much for being Idea Fit Pros, presenting at Idea World, Personal Training Institute, writing for our magazines as well, being on our podcast. We thank you. We thank you so very much for pouring your heart and soul and knowledge into the fitness industry and make, helping us all to find our better and our fitter selves. So thank you. Thank you for your time. And this has been the Idea Fit Pro Show. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Hey, team. I hope you drew as much insight and inspiration from Kia's interview with Stephen Trotter and Chris Stevenson as I did. If that's the case, I invite you to check out our 70 banked episodes of this podcast. We've covered an array of topics with some of the industry's top minds and talents, so there's sure to be something that suits your areas of interest. This is Sandy Webster signing off. I hope you have a wonderful week. And as ever, thank you for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. Please reach out to me or the content team at content at ideafit.com if we can help you with anything. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Idea Fit Podcasting Network. Many thanks to our executive producer, Jordan Leeds, and our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.